Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Andy, what did you like? I'll let you be the arbiter. (laughs) Well, I very much enjoyed Luke Moore's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you hear a little bit of that. Fascinating book that we discovered, the book that I've not read, so yeah, it was interesting. Uh, Our bits, we had a sort of random chat. We We did. He covered the court circular, and that was quite amusing. Yeah, Queen had a party last night. We weren't invited, but hey-ho. You'll hear about all that stuff, and yeah, generally, that's what you'll hear. Oh, okay, good. All right, then, well, here it all is. I did look up that sandwich, the cheese pimento sandwich he always goes on about. Well, they serve, the thing about Augusta, just when we crossed the road, mm. at the Masters, um, you can buy this uh, this cheese and pimento sandwich, what does he say, for a dollar fifty? I'm not surprised, it looks revolting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you can I'm sure you can buy other stuff, but yeah. it's Bob always uses that in the kind of yardstick that it's actually quite reasonable yes. once you get into Augusta. That's fair enough, yeah. actually. So uh, the beer's about three dollars. It is I think the whole thing's quite cheap, yeah, isn't it's it? It's quite reasonable, cheaper yeah. than the World or Cup. Five dollars we'll, we'll anyway, talk that later yeah. at the Cricket World Cup that is now uh, to the bridge last night and uh, yeah. as Dan Levine said one of the best goals ever scored at the bridge you no th- question you about reckon? it you oh, reckon yeah. yeah wow that's a, what that's a, a that's wonderful bold, goal considering the goals you've scored there over the years yeah I mean uh, the best one I've ever seen is still um, Ronaldinho for Barca against Chelsea that wow. was still the best goal I've ever seen in my life but from Chelsea point of view that was one of the best goals I yeah mean, it was just Sublime. I mean, when he got the ball, you just thought, well, he's not, what's he going to do here? Slaloming. Slaloming yeah. and great finish. Yeah. And, you know, all this... Once talk... he gets to the box, as he said last night, once he gets near the box, everybody's frightened to tackle him because, you know... You can't touch him. Yeah. You can't, because as soon as he does, he, he's over. As soon as you do, he's yeah. over and he gets a penalty. That's right. And uh, But everybody, every Chelsea fan I know, uh, not outsiders or journalists, or anything, but every fan knows he's going. Yeah. We all accept this. We wish him well. Three 342 games, seven years of this wonderful player as he's grown from a young player to this fabulous player he is now. You know, fair enough, you've got to wish him well. You know, I think he's right to go. I think it's absolutely the right time for him, the right club, the right manager, and you can't blame him. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that wants to see him in that white. You know, of course Chelsea are going to miss him, but there's far too much doom. Some of the reading the stuff, you think we're going to be relegated without him. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we've got some very good, we've signed Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, hopefully they'll keep him. He's 18, Hazard's 28. I'd like yeah. to see what Hudson-Odoi looks but like in a couple be, of years. There will be a period... And 
and you know, whenever you have, a, you know, we've had a fair share of big players over the yeah, years, and when they them. move on, you, but it's not just much you miss them. They say, "Well, how different that result could have been had Bale still been at Spurs, yeah, like, you'll, you'll had Gaza not gone to Lazio." You get an element of that, yeah. but you know, <laughs> Hazard was playing when we lost six 0 to City. You know, yeah. it doesn't always guarantee that you're going to win. It's not and that. I mean, he is he is a very he's very key to what they do. He's the sort of player that we've seen even this year. He gets mm. he gets them out of trouble. A lot of players, a lot of yeah. teams have got players like. But that. you know, there are other players who can do that, and there are, I'm noticed, for example, that Willian always plays better when Hazard doesn't play because yeah. he can play on the left where he wants to play. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just think this, that's football. Players move on. You, yeah. can't, you know, you, they can't, not, not going to stay forever, are they, whatever happens. What so. do you think you'll get for him? I mean, this I idea that a guy with a year left on his Less contract... after what Sarri, Sarri said last night after the game. Yeah. Honestly, the way they handle it between Hazard and the way who's well-schooled in dealing with Jeff Shreve. Jeff Shreve obviously having to ask, ask the questions he has to yeah. ask. And uh, But he's just said, Eden just said to him, well, you know, uh, concentrating on what we've got to do now, got a very important period, the Europa League, finishing the top four, and then at the end of the season, we'll see what we, we do. That's it. I'm sorry, basically, might as well said, he's going, you know. I'm quite <laughs> disappointed, but he's going. You might as well, the way he handled it, it's yeah. so different. He got right in a pickle. and uh, Subtleties of language sometimes, you know, yeah, but, yeah, as but I've been mind, here longer. You know, that, that's the way it is. And I, I, I actually, when it comes to the last home game, I honestly hope that, that we know because so many of our players leave, like yeah. Drogba, like... You never get a chance uh, to Lampard. say goodbye. You never get a chance to say goodbye to these great players. And I think that's rather a pity. Yeah. If we all know he's going, then fine, you know. Anyway. Moving to Holland, I love this story. Are you moving to Holland? Oh, it's not that bad, Ed. Are you going to go and watch? Well, I, I might as well go and watch. What, what do they call our other team out there? Oh, even, Vitesse Arnhem. Vitesse Arnhem. Oh, yeah, you've got enough Chelsea players there. You're definitely going to do that. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot will depend on the, the, the transfer ban. That's a very key thing this week for Chelsea yeah. because if they... I mean, that are, won't keep Hazard there, will it? No, of no, of course not. No. But, it, but it will mean you can't spend the £80 million. What Chelsea need more than anything else because they've got enough other good players and young players and midfielders. Loftus-Cheek was brilliant last night. They need a top striker. Yeah. They've needed that with Hazard, but they need it even more once he gets. You, you spoke to someone last night who, who knows a member of the management team. Mm. We won't go into who it was, but the, mm. they said some interesting stuff about Sarri and maybe that, you know, he's yeah. not maybe the villain he's completely no, does, I think, does I think, it change your uh, From what I gather, um, without saying that he loved Hudson-Odoi in pre-season, I mean, this is, this, I can't, in a way, this is only speculation, so I'm a bit reluctant to do it, actually, because okay. we don't know what exactly was said to who, but the feeling is that Sari wanted to play him, but the club basically w didn't want him to play him because they wanted him to sign a new deal, and I think, I'm guessing that when Bayern came in and with a big offer, they suddenly realised, no, they've got to play him because, you know, otherwise he's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he wants to stay, and I know Loftus-Cheek wants to stay, and a lot of people, you know, if you think about how much advice Loftus-Cheek had from various pundits and how he had to leave Chelsea, he was never going to get a chance at Chelsea. That's just not been the case. Mm. He knew it, and it's not true. So I think it's changing. People often, when they look at football, look at sport, they, they, their view is something that was sort of like five years ago. Yeah. Whereas the current mood at Chelsea is a different mood. If and, it, and a lot of these kids, I think, will get a chance. Well, other players have been frustrated, like Solanke, but, you know, with respect, mm. Solanke went to Liverpool, didn't get game time there, and he's now at Bournemouth. And he's and still you, not getting game time. And no, so you would probably <laughs> argue that he wasn't good enough to be in a top-four side and play regularly in a top-four side. Not at that side. point. Actually, no. I think that they, uh, they benefit 
benefit by training and staying with the, the big club because they train with these great players all the time. Yeah. You know, so I'm reasonably optimistic. I, th I feel that Liverpool and City are going to have it tied up for the next couple of years anyway, whatever happens. And, and it'll be pretty much the way it is. I think it's going to be teams like Leicester and Wolves and will challenge. Do you think you've got I top think. four now then? Because you weren't having it the other day. You didn't think you were in <sighs> the still mix. still got a very hard run in. I'll, you know, let's see. The run in, you, you know, you can't ignore the fact they've got Liverpool and United away. Those yeah. are two difficult away games. And, yeah. uh, you know, so... We'll see. Anyway, I want to do this story. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, uh, Dutch footballers will be playing with a tribute ball featuring Rembrandt's face. Wow. And art next season to mark the 350th anniversary of his death. So the ball's going to have Rembrandt's face on it. Although not his most famous football painting. Here we go. The Night Match. Ooh. Oh, come on. That's not so That's bad. That's one for all you art lovers. Come on, let's there. have your best <laughs> Rembrandt. I don't think there's any more, there is there? I've tried. You, you looked, you looked them all <laughs> don't up. Don't worry, I checked. Fair enough. <laughs> That's good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs Book Club on Talk Sport. Yes, it is time for the book club every uh, Tuesday around this time. Luke Moore from the Football Ramble and, of course, the season ticket here on TalkSport with Danny Kelly and Laura Woods every Friday at uh, 7 in the evening. He joins us in the studio. We select a book from various sports and uh, and relive it, really. Um, often we're joined by the author. That's happened in the past and that'll be the case with Jonathan Wilson this afternoon. He'll be popping up a little bit later on. Um, the book is called Inverting the Pyramid. And Hi, Luke. Good to see you Hello. as always. Good afternoon to you guys. Yeah, it is doing? a book on tactics, but before people think, ah, oh, okay, and turn mm. off, it, it's a very entertaining, mm. sort of uh, uh, enjoyable, accessible version. Yeah, isn't I'm it? If, just finding out that Jonathan Wilson is going to join us later, I'm going to just cross out all the negative things. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to be honest about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and you suggested the book, which yeah. suggests that you l love this book. I do it? love it. Uh, mm. I do love it. Um, it was written in 2008, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's 11, I mean, it was reprinted for a uh, with a special 10-year anniversary uh, edition next, uh, last year, which Jonathan will probably better tell us about a bit later. But, yeah, the reason I like it is because um, it's... And, and listen... I used to have no real interest in tactics at all. I used to think that, you know, football is, a, you know, because it is, of course, a game played by footballers and, mm. and really all this kind of stuff was for people who didn't really know much about the game and just wanted to hang hang their hats on something a little bit ephemeral and a little bit more brainy because I didn't think football was worthy of it without that stuff. Um, I found it quite theory-based. I found all the stuff pretty dull. I found it classroom-based. I didn't really like all that kind of thing. But, and this is a big but, um, someone once said to me that if you acknowledge that play, it might have even been Jonathan, um, if you acknowledge that certain players play in certain positions and it is absolutely imperative in a football game to have a forward, a defender, a goalkeeper, then at some level, however basic, you acknowledge that tactics mm. are important. And that's the starting <laughs> point, right? If you want to see football, pure football in the raw before anybody ever thought about tactics, uh, yeah. take uh, your kids along to sort of an under-sixes first training session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And when they all... Look at the heat map mm. where they all run to where <laughs> yeah, the ball is on mass. Or indeed, Paul, just go to Fratton Park. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's happened quite a lot down there as well. Yeah. But yeah, so, exactly. so, so the book, the book starts off about tactics, of course, and it's and it is literally called a history of football tactics. I'll just, I'll just briefly explain the name. The name comes from the idea that at the genesis of football, that whatever tactics were available, if any, it would be eight up front one midfielder, one defender, which sounds crazy now, but it looked like a, a pyramid that way, if you see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then it obviously, over the years, extended to the point where we got like 5-3-2 and the Christmas tree, that kind of stuff. And so the pyramid has been inverted over the years, yeah. hence, hence the title. Mm. But it is called A History of Football Tactics. There's no getting away from it that ostensibly this is a book about football tactics. <laughs> but, but, um, it 
it becomes more than that. It, mm. it sort of transcends its subject by because it, it very, very rapidly becomes a book about the transform, the transmission of information, the way that coaches relate to other coaches, the way that the manager over here might have started off as a coach at that club over there, taken some of those ideas from that team, improved them or changed them slightly and took his own ideas to this club. And what we see is a book that's actually a bit about the history of football, a bit about tactics, a lot about players and how they interpret certain roles, a lot about how good managers were, certain managers, and why they were so good, and again, about the transmission of information. Um, I'd be interested to speak to Jonathan later a bit about his updated version, because the version I've got is the original, and I imagine this running theme of information being passed between people has been revolutionised by the internet and by the availability of lots of different games. Back, Of course, back in the day, that mm. wasn't really possible. Well, at the end of his book, really, 4-3-3 is all the rage under right. Jose, isn't it? Where yes. we leave it in 2008, yeah. that's seen as the blueprint. And he very presciently talks about, um, towards the end of it, he talks a bit about one of the... the he calls him um, the first of the new-style playmakers, Luka Modric, who, <laughs> of course, has very much become, mm. become that. So yeah, he's very yeah, prescient yeah. as well. But when, when this book starts... Um, it talks about the, the, the very first genesis of football. So remember when I was on my U-Pool a few weeks ago when Andy was on holiday and we mm. talked about that game that happens in that village, that medieval type yeah, of game. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, football has been claimed to be invented by lots of different places, South America, China. But football in this country can at least partly be traced back to this idea that these gr massive groups of essentially mostly men would try and get a sphere into some sort of goal across some village. Mm. And that's where it all came from. Um and and that's that's really the genesis of, of, of football and how and how it and how it happens. It becomes clear that like tactics in the early days were essentially informed by the laws of the game as they were being written because they were being written as they as they went along really. And so the the, the late nineteenth century is, is quite chaotic, um, but slowly but surely these things start to form and come out of the uh, come out of the ether. And and, and we read about um, certain. Formation, certain styles, certain certain people, uh, big uh, main protagonists, and and the reason that's cool is because the more you pursue the book, the more you sort of read through it, the more people's names you start to recognise, and there's a lot more to hang your hat on because, of course, I don't know about you guys, but my my knowledge of sort of you know Scottish football in the in the 1880s is, is, is it's, pretty, it's sketchy, it's pretty it's limited. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I don't have an awful lot to hang my hat on by picturing the players they're talking about, but of course it it, it goes through and 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 um you you kind of you kind of get hooked on the idea that what's actually happening in football as it proceeds is just really the execution of one man mostly different ideas and how they're then interpreted by players and then how another man who manages a team they're playing against mm. thinks oh I like that idea but I don't quite like that idea I'm going to change it and do this and, and the whole thing starts going along it's great I think it's always been like that and now we saw I mean the Guardiola effect I'm sure if Jonathan will put this to him if he, if he updates the book again he'll have to have that because I think in the yes. World Cup last year one of the reasons why it was such a good World Cup there were lots of reasons VAR included but mm. was this I think Guardiola effect this, this pressing football mm. this fast movement of the ball, rapid mm. ball movement. Mm. It's something he definitely, along with his involvement through mm. uh, Barcelona and, and Cruyff, who's yeah. probably the father of this, but, you know, that... And, it, and it's always been like that. You had Ramsey, you had the wingless wonders. You're right, one man's vision yeah. adapted by other people. Absolutely, and he's got some great nuggets. I mean, speaking of pressing, I mean, for example, we're used to seeing teams press the opposition all the time now. Um, but the first coach to do that in England was actually Graham Taylor. So Jonathan makes it clear mm. that, you know, although Graham Taylor became this 
sort of much derided figure for his ill-fated mm. 1994 World Cup qualifying campaign. Well, actually, in the 70s, he was one of the most interesting coaches in the country, and he, he would he would be one of the first managers, if not the first, to um, to, to impl- implement this pressing style. We learn about the great characters of the game and how they like to play. Bella Gutman, who would never spend more than three years at a, a single club, saying the third year is fatal because he would his ideas would start to sort of not be as impactful. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Jose. Jose. Well, everyone says that he was he was a precursor to Jose Mourinho. Yes. We learn about very interesting. You talk about total football and the but Dutch. Bella Goodman didn't kind of get uh, squeezed out with a fat payoff, though. I didn't. He would <laughs> choose to walk after three years like the, like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, with yeah. spotted handkerchief on a stick on yeah, his shoulder. I don't think he got twenty million quid to leave. <laughs> no. No, but but and you're speaking about total football there, Andy. But I mean, yeah. it's it's great to 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 explore how that came about. I mean, a lot of it's owed to the great um, coaches of the Soviet Union and then the Hungarian team back in the 50s and before that the Austrian team of the 30s. It's, mm. all, it's all related. Yeah. You know, it's all linked yeah, together. It's, it's and you said it was a bit, it was a, in other parts of Europe, it was a bit more of a kind of intellectual pursuit, wouldn't it? People would sit in sort of coffee houses in yeah. Budapest well, and they'd sit there. Yeah, and Jonathan pop- talks about the distrust of intellectualism yeah. about football. Because we didn't like that here, did we? We didn't like yeah. to intellectualise football. No. They'd do it in other bits of Europe and, and, and talk uh, football, but yeah, not the, here. The coffee shops of Vienna and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's much more intellectualised there, or it has been traditionally. But yeah, speaking of that, it's a great part of the book where um, Alf Ramsey mm. played in that famous 6-3 defeat to Hungary that England had mm. and yeah. Alf Ramsey wasn't really that keen on um, on giving the Hungarians that much credit even though they had 35 shots to England's 5 which I mean at Wembley and it was unheard of back in those yeah. days I don't think England ever lost at Wembley before that or certainly hadn't mm. lost very often and uh, Jonathan points out that um, mm. Ramsey did have a lot of blinkedness when it came to foreign football and to foreigners in general this after all was a man who once turned down the chance to watch Sleeping Beauty at the Bolshoi so he didn't miss a screening of an Alf Garnet film at the British Embassy Club <laughs> so yeah, you know, well. that's the kind of mind that like <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and um, there's, there's just lots of little great nuggets in there and, and, and um, talk, talk about um, for example the idea that the Catanaccio style this Italian um, defensive style yeah. under Helenio Herrera at Inter Catanaccio's literal translation means to bolt the door it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a really double check yourself kind of um kind of formation and jonathan makes it clear that that's really informed by italian paranoia and the italians place in the geopolitical world at the time kind of informed the football as well um it's it's a similar way that english insecurity um about their place in the world and the collapse of empire was how they treated foreigners when it came to football so all these things are interrelated It's, it's a real gem it really it really I mean, it achieves the remarkable, which is essentially 400 pages about tactics and the history of tactics, which isn't boring at any stage. He does stick it to an extent to um, the kind of guys that were running football in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, yeah. kind of England, the England's Charles Hughes. Charles yeah. Hughes. And the winning never, formula never, and, and books yeah. like that, the idea yeah. of the kind of percentage game of getting it into... I mean, although... Graham Taylor, to an extent, bought into some of that. Oh, and Wimbledon and Dave yeah, 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 and yeah. All that. But, so, so, you know, it could be effective. Yeah, so they're, but they're, I guess their thinking was that I mean, I, I know what their thinking was because it's mentioned in the book, which is that you know that if you can get from back to front the least amount of passes possible, mm. that's going to give you an advantage because the other team isn't going to be able to react as quickly. There's less chance of you making a mistake because if you try and do it in 15 passes there's a higher chance that one of those passes is going to go awry. Uh, and and a lot of English football was kind of informed by that for a long time and interestingly enough that was successfully exported to Scandinavia 
as well, who then also went through their own problems with trying to be successful yeah. at any point on the world stage. You know, to, uh, you know. So, so yeah, it, it, that that is definitely a part of it. I think people, you know, you know, listen to people who phone the, the sports bar, Adrian and Goffey, and they're not happy about a performance. And instead of saying he was rubbish, he did this, they'll say can't play in a three. They mm. are, you know, people, yeah, people are, are, much, are more people are much more technically where they yeah. get the idea. So and so was too deep. Mm. Everybody will look at a game, even the somebody who never didn't even think they've they've not even noticed the tactic by osmosis yeah. they've kind of sucked this well, stuff up I think that I, my theory about that is because although inverting the pyramid has been very widely read and it's been translated into a number of different languages and it's on it's about 500 print I don't presume for one minute that every football fan's read it of course they haven't but I do think a lot of football reporters and writers read it and maybe use that to inform their coverage of the game which then seeped through to the average football fan because I, I don't know about you guys but I'd extend this further I think when I was a kid watching football no one really had any interest in what happened off the pitch you wouldn't better name a chairman really unless it was the club you supported mm -hmm. you couldn't name a chairman unless they were kind of infamous chairman yeah, yeah, you know like yeah, Peter exactly. Swales or someone yeah, at I City. could name our chairman yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could name one of the ones you supported or, or like you said an infamous yeah. one but it wasn't really I remember being kind of surprised the first time Portsmouth went through a really bad financial situation when it became public knowledge it came out of the blue for me whereas these days it would it would be bubbling under for quite a long time right? Yeah. and people tend to know a lot more about the game more generally but I do think this book has played its part in giving people a better understanding even if it's just through reporters of the day and football writers mm. who read it I do think it's played a huge part in it yeah. and managers lose their jobs because tactics are criticised yeah, yeah 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 by fans yeah. By, by journalists by fans by mm. people like us by mm. chairman yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah quite that's exactly. right by boards yeah. the, it's, it's obviously it has to have diagrams in it uh, yes, to it kind of illustrate but, uh, I mean, they're not off-putting. Because you might, you know, this is the thing, you could flick through a book like this and think, well, blimey, it's a bit data-heavy for me, there's too many diagrams mm. in it. Mm. But that, that that would be a mistake, wouldn't it? I think so, yeah. I think, I think um, and, and important to point out that it, it does a really good job of covering football and tactical innovation from all around the world. So you're as much as likely to read something about what's happening in South America at the time yeah. as you are Eastern Europe, as you are England. And it does make it clear that the, the diagrams are pretty important because they give you an idea of just what Jonathan's explaining. And of course, because really, if we're talking about a four-four-two, there are many different ways of playing a four-four-two. You know, I, yeah. mean, I don't imagine Arrigo Sacchi, when he defended the European Cup of Milan with a four-four-two, was playing the same four-four-two that Portsmouth were playing in the late eighties. Uh, it, 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 mm. inter in, interpreted by in a different way by different kinds of players. So the book does a good job of, of showing not only the formation but the style within the formation, which is important. And some well. lovely little quirky bits. He talks about Argentinian football in the thirties, and uh, they, he said. Uh, the kind of the sport they became quite reclusive and their domestic game really took off it was amazing crowds were huge mm. and between uh, September 1936 and April 1938 there wasn't a single goalless draw in the Argentinian Championship there we go what about that that's not bad is it yeah. watch that every week yeah. you, really? you would. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. I do love Jurgen Klopp's grimace when the other teams score. It's a kind he, does, of, he does a good grimace, does he? It's a kind of smile, stroke agony at the same time. Really? Have you what does it noticed? look like he's doing? Does it look like he's kind He's of... half smiling, half grimacing. Oh, okay. He's obviously not is happy. It, it's the other team rueful, have scored. a rueful smile he puts on, is it? No, yeah. it's a grimace. A grimace. <laughs> it's okay, a grimace. I'll look out for the old Jurgen Klopp grimace. Um, I mean, obviously, it may not happen tonight at home to Porto, but no. we'll see. And uh, the Queen. Uh, oh, yeah. She, she, she came uh, in. Yeah, hello. She gave a, a dinner party last night. Did she? Were you invited? Uh, yeah, I wasn't, actually. But one of the guests... I, I Do you think she did the, the cooking? Do you think she was stressing about her, um, her roast potatoes? It seemed been highly long. unlikely, I'd yeah. say. One of the guests was Sir John Sperling. I don't know if that's one from Bell and Sperling. <laughs> I don't know, Sir Johnny well, Sperling. I doubt it was, but he did sing Sven, 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 apparently. Have you got the list of people who went then to the, uh, the thing? Or yes. How do you know Sir John Sperling was there? Okay. Um, the Queen gave a dinner party at Windsor Castle this evening, at which yeah. the Duke of York was present. Good for him. The following were invited Her Excellency, the High Commissioner for Republic of Rwanda. Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Reginald Charette. Um, no, yeah, he hasn't got uh, he hasn't got charrettes, has he? <laughs> I don't think that could so. have been a bit embarrassing. Could be swearing quite yeah. badly. Yeah, <laughs> some various people. Um, Canon and Doctor Mrs. Edmund Newell. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> laugh me a laugh. Grin me a grin. That made the party go well. Yeah, wasn't have it? you seen the news this morning? Because they want Madame Two Swords in Blackpool. Or people want, they want to be in it, and the people want them to be in it. So, okay. uh, I don't know, that's a link there. Nice Great. story, Andy. Thank Thanks. you very much. Who else went? I was <laughs> interested. Cannon and Ball went I haven't got the full list. Okay. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Robin Budenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they make a nice cake? I bet apparently. they do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. And uh, <laughs> Maybe you'll get to the next one. Well, yeah. Now, we obviously can't comment on the Danny Drinkwater case, but I must congratulate the son because they did really well to find a photo of him in a Chelsea shirt. Yeah. Obviously, fine bit of work. I mean, it was, it was searching through the uh, files for some time, I would imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. David uh, Beckham has done a good thing, not for the oh, first yeah. time. You see, he is uh, helping um, a campaign called MalariaMustDie.com. And if you go to their website, you can watch uh, David 
conversing in several different uh, languages uh, so the message gets across uh, around the world, including Hindi and Mandarin and Swahili and Arabic and French and indeed Spanish. Um, and it's uh, done it through AI. So I, I, we were going to play you a bit, but effectively it's not David's voice. It's David's face effectively speaking the words and it's in sync and it's brilliantly done. Oh, really? But it's not... Uh, David's voice in uh, in Mandarin. There might be a reason for that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it's it's well, you know anybody would struggle to come and do that, um, even phonetically. But uh, they've done oh, yeah. it through AI. And if it gets a message across, well done to him. Okay, now I'm going to do something very bold now because a few bosses in, but I'm going to do the T uh, Twenty birthday spread. I'm okay, I've got a couple. It's, it's risky. So I have got. Let's face it, it's terrible. Is it okay? Well, this, is, this is me trying to guess the ages of people you've, whose birthdays it is today. That's yeah? right. And to add some sport it's a to it, game. To add some sport to it, <laughs> yeah. you have had, you've kind of you, you, how many years I will be out uh, collectively across the two. Uh, yes, I think. Well, let, let me have a look because I need, just need to check. Basically, all you're interested in is the cheap <laughs> gag, not the sport. I am interested yeah, yeah, in yeah. this. I like the. And sport. now you can't even find the birthdays, can you? <laughs> Shush, Great, don't, isn't it? don't drive me mad. Okay, I've found that one. Okay, then. So right. <laughs> Okay, uh, right, there are two. Yeah. The first one is the theatre director, yeah. John Madden. Oh, OK. Yeah, he's very famous for his video game, John Madden's Theatre. Yeah, it's very good, isn't it? Yeah, and he people will, play he'll it, never fly it. anywhere to, to when he's working, will he? You've really got to know your American football to know that, <laughs> oh, haven't John you? Madden's, John Madden's football is one of the biggest video games in the world. OK, fair enough, all right. Um, you can't deny that. So, yeah, you didn't give me a spread, you didn't say how many years oh, I'm going to yes. be out for the okay. two birthdays. For the two birthdays, I think you will be out by ten. OK, ten years. all right, across the two, OK? Across I've got to be two. within ten. Play along at home. Uh, John Madden was... Uh, who, who was he? This one, he's a theatre director and film director. And oh, TV God, that's director. really tough, you know. Um, yeah. 82, <laughs> he's 70. Whereas I've already lost it. <laughs> you have, so this one's for fun. This yeah? one's just for Go fun, on, yeah, for people playing at home. Yeah, uh, Dame Susie Leather. Dame Susie Leather. Yeah, I know her quite well, actually, because I spent a month following her for a TV directory, a TV documentary. No, TV directory? <laughs> no, not a TV directory. Yeah. TV documentary. Yeah. I got a real insight into the world of leather. <laughs> Thank I'm you very much. I'm sure you did, night. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, just leave my stuff in a box. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it. Outside. I'll take it as I leave. Yeah, just actually, just chuck it out the window. There's nothing of any <laughs> worth there. I think she's got to be. 83. Oh, you're not on form today. Normally you're so good. She's 26. 63. Oh, She'll okay. be 26, which is Dame Susie Leather. So I was 32 out and you gave me 10. 10. I probably was a bit harsh. Yeah, okay, thanks. Now, obviously on a Monday, not obviously, because if you've never heard the show, you wouldn't know it at all, but yeah. on a Monday we play this game, Don't Ask Me. Hmm. Well, I have to remember the previous events. You sent me some questions. Yeah, question based on every show last absolutely week. Absolutely hopeless. I think yeah. I've only got it right once in the entire history of doing it, but people like it because I'm humiliated, so it's yeah, quite I, enjoyable. Yeah, I like it for that reason. My wife loves it for that reason. Yeah, good. But uh, apparently <coughs> I was reading this morning that uh, a small electric current yeah. can improve memory. So I'm going to bring in a couple of double-A batteries next week for next should week's we, competition. Should we you up to the mains? <laughs> and then just before I ask the question, just give you a little jump. Why not? I think that yeah. could work quite well, actually. Do yeah. they say which part of the body? Or no, just... the brain, obviously. Oh, OK, so you... <laughs> which part? <laughs> It might be fun. <laughs> I'll tell you anything. It adds, adds, to the, yeah, adds to the jeopardy, doesn't it, really, if you well, get it, it wrong. Really, yeah. <laughs> and Adrian can do good. it, because Adrian likes to come in for that, so he could flick the switch he on does. and off, couldn't he? I always like the old days. <laughs> this, 
Roy Davis wrote to The Sun this morning. I, I love these letters, which I basically less a comment, more just a report. Yeah. Uh, so the, fo- the FA Cup is what football is truly about. Just as Wolves thought they were home and hosed, Watford got their act together with a stunning fight back and booked their place at Wembley. Yeah. Congratulations, Watford. <laughs> well, yeah, we all know that. basically saying what actually <laughs> yeah, happened. It's not much of a letter, That's is it? Really? on, does it? <laughs> not really. Yeah. Not at all. And you'll be disappointed. Well, actually, you won't be disappointed because they're going to be well, substantive. Well, I'll be disappointed on well, you, you would have been disappointed <laughs> okay. because I know you'll attend this summer's Cricket World Cup if you can. Yeah. And I've not uh, got any tickets. No, neither have I. It's been a bit of a bun fight, I've got to be honest. Yeah, it's quite tricky, isn't it? I agree. Every ballot going I failed to get into, I must be honest. Well, I'm hoping that someone will look kindly upon us and take us. But if they don't, then we'll watch it at home. But if we go, obviously we'd like a pint. And they're going to have to subsidise the pints at the World Cup because they did a deal with an Indian beer company. Wow. And by the time you bring the beer in and then sell it, I think it's Beera 91 from India, not, not a brand I've heard of, yeah. it would end up having to cost basically between 7 or £8 pounds to maintain the usual profit margins for venues, which, of course, they, is a big part of putting on these events. They yeah. need it. So, and the ICC had signed a, f- a five-year contract with Beera 91, which, of course, always means that no other beer can be served. Yeah. So they've had to sort of subsidise So it would have been eight quid a pint otherwise, yeah? yeah? I think that... I, that's I, pushing I know that that's outrageous. Well, of course it is. It's yeah, outrageous. Yeah, yeah. You know, people wouldn't bother, would they? Oh, well, I, I, well, maybe they I think you'd find they would. <laughs> Probably they yeah, would, yeah. They'd just, they'd find a way. they'd just find a way. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show where we return... Uh, tomorrow from one o'clock. Danny Baker will be among our guests. We're going to be talking about young Tom Morris as well. <laughs> Good. A nice old golf story. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and other matters besides. Um, yeah. So until then, have a great evening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.